You're listening to Comedy Central. You Welcome to the best stuff of the You Up show on Sirius XM. I'm Nikki Glazer, your host. Um, thank you for tuning into this. I hope that it influences you to get a serious subscription so that we can spend time together every week, eight hours a week of live programming with Tom Takar. Squirt, squirt. Squirt, squirt. And Ian Fidance is here, everyone. What's up? How's you about all? Ian is on the show every Thursday. He is a beloved uh, friend of the show, but um, and he might be featured on this episode. I'm not even sure yet, but That's we right. shall we find out. Be in there. Who knows? Uh, we're so glad you're listening. I think you're really going to love the show, and I hope it influences you to get a subscription because Sirius uh, is not as expensive as you think. We all thought it was like eighty dollars a month because we no, have no idea because we, we get no it for idea. free because we work here. But it really is like fifteen bucks it's a month. So affordable. And you not only get our show eight hours every week. Two hours each morning, Monday through Thursday, but you also get tons of other programming. Mm-hmm. And, Bonfire, um, crackle, crackle. Bonfire is on Comedy Central Radio as well with Dan Soder and Big J Okerson. Uh, a f- freaking hilarious show. I mean, like, Sirius is just like, it's like getting cable. I mean, it really is. There's so much content. So I really recommend it. And I'm not just being a corporate shill right now. Like, mm-hmm. I've had Sirius since I was like, 10. I've had Sirius since college and was paying for it. And I'm still paying for it, to be honest. I just didn't know how much it was. Uh, paying for it with my soul. Guys, <laughs> this first clip we have coming up is me talking about um, how resentful I am of the process of getting ready as a woman. And uh, also, Andrew Collin is sitting in on this segment. He is another regular on the show that you will grow to love. Andrew Collin, every Wednesday on the show. Uh, he was my former dog walker, is my current friend. Debatable. <laughs> I think looking at him made you angrier in this clip. Yeah, that's a good point. I might get a little angry in this. I don't remember exactly, but I, I do know that uh, you're going to enjoy it. Here it goes. Another thing that adds to all of this is, and men also have to do this, is that they have to find something to wear on the show. And yeah. um, you did Conan. How did you pick your outfit it for was Conan, tough. I lucked out because I was already doing the NBC stand-up for diversity thing, and they gave us money. They gave us a $500 gift card to the clothing store, store of our choice. What? I know. It was insane. So I went Banana Repub, and I was like, I'm going to buy a suit. Uh, and I did, and I happened to bring it with me. And then I got a call like 22 hours in advance, like, can you do Conan tomorrow? And I had that suit, and I was like, well, I'm going to wear that, but I didn't have a shirt. Right. So I went back to Banana Repub with my buddy Connor <laughs> Delahanty. Yeah. And just, like, searched for shirts and ties. Yeah. I'm I'm very indecisive, so it was hard for me to pick. But Right. Well, I, yeah. for next time, just my advice to men who usually are clueless about what to wear is, like, go to one of those places, like a nice... Um, maybe not Banana Republic, but maybe the next level up. Because <laughs> Banana only, Republic's no, good. No, it is good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the people that work there maybe aren't the highest sure. like caliber of like fashionistas. Yeah, but yeah. usually when you find when you go to into like a place um a little higher end and you're looking for like a shirt, so you want to spend like three hundred dollars on a shirt. Those yeah. people that work in those boutiques like have a good fashion sense, and you can just ask them to style you and be like, put an outfit together. Uh-huh. And like I would. I've done that. I've trust people over my own judgment all yeah. the time when it comes to fashion stuff. But that that I mean that worked out great for you. That's I, such a I great idea. I was happy with it. But like, I, yeah, it's no. That, you looked great. I was wondering what you did for it because I know that it's it, that's the hardest thing is like dressing for these things. When I got the first Tonight Show I ever got when I was twenty four, they called me the morning of, and it, they called me at eleven a.m. and I had to be there at three, I think. Jesus. And so I had to go get my hair done. Yeah. Um, really quickly, which took, like I said, two and a half hours yeah. because I left with wet hair. And then I went to the Urban Outfitters next door <laughs> and 
I told this girl, I thought she was going to be like so excited to help me. I'm like, I'm doing the Tonight Show tonight. And I had, and I was just like, help me. And she just like, I remember she was so not impressed. That's so funny. Which is disappointing. And she just dressed me in this awful outfit. But I bought everything yeah. at Urban Outfitters that day. I was just like, dress me That's up. That's amazing. It, That's but, so LA that she wasn't impressed. I was going around, me and Connor were going around yelling that I was going to be on Conan that yeah. night. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, I don't know, you might want to watch Conan tonight. Yes. <laughs> it's such a, it, it is a big deal. And when people act like they're not impressed by things like that, I just am like, you're just not cool then. You're not yeah. smart or cool or <laughs> a nice person because it is impressive. Um, anyway, so I went, I, what I do is I hire uh, stylists that I, I got introduced to this one girl from working on Nikki and Sarah Live, which is the first time I ever had a stylist, which is MTV gave us one to dress Sarah and I like Barbie dolls. We were dressed in like magenta short skirts all the time, and they were really, we looked great, but we had these two stylists. One of them is named Danny. And I, um, then for everything that I've done, uh, subsequently, wait, is that Since the word? Then? What's the, what's the word that's sub- I think you sub sandwich? Right. <laughs> Share circle? I can't wait. Suck the dog's cock? <laughs> By the way, let me, one time. let me reason the show. Tommy McNamara is here. He is the co-host of Stand By Your Band, uh, which will be doing a live episode at Caroline's that should be a really fun show. Tom Takar and him will be doing that live with a bunch of other comedians. Um, and then Andrew Collin is also here. And you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Andrew T. Collin on Twitter. Andrew Collin. C posts on, like... No, I talk T Andrew everywhere. T. What's, T what's the T stand for? Testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> Same joke. C, C posts for That would be so <laughs> funny if his middle name was, was T, but it was stood for... Like, T. <laughs> instead of being Andrew L. Collin, because his middle name is Low T, but he still goes by T. Just that's a lowercase T. Yeah, yeah a lowercase T. Yeah. Like for lieutenants, that's what it means. Like LT. <laughs> oh my God! Can you think of anyone more offended by the idea of having low T than a lieutenant? Lawrence, what did you La- say to me, son? <laughs> Lawrence Taylor is LT. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was trying to think uh, of yeah. first. Yeah. I matched with him on Raya. I think. Oh, did damn. You, you matched with everyone. Yeah, I know he matched with everyone on Raya. Uh, yeah, like, that's I wasn't a good one. <laughs> um. So anyway, I I go, I hire these women to dress me, and I don't even want to tell you how expensive it is. Forty to, I am losing money on The Tonight Show oh. by a, a, a drastic margin because oh. you get in a... Yeah. For those of you listening, you That's don't... not shocking. I make as much money as if Jennifer Aniston were on the show or uh-huh. Halle Berry were on the show. It's, it's a flat a, rate. Yeah, it's called yeah. Favored Nations, and that means you just get what the, the union... Um, sounds racist. I know it does. It doesn't. <laughs> well, Favored Nations, I actually think, is when it, in the contract, it's like the whole cast is going to make the same amount of yeah. money. But I think this is more like union stuff. Like if you're a guest on a show, you just make this rate, and that's it. It's like SAG after a union. We must protect the favorite. Favored nations. So it is not like I, I. It's not a lot of money. Yeah. I am losing probably a thousand dollars. Getting ready, for, maybe more because of tanning, nails, uh, <laughs> outfit. But I pay these stylists, and this is the bullshit part about stylists. You get dressed, and you get this amazing outfit, and you don't get to keep any of it because it's all on loan, or they. Um, like buy it and they want to reuse it for their uh, yeah. to have in their kit because yeah. these Would girls you... dress they do commercial yeah. shoots they, I mean these 
these women who are my stylists are amazing at what they do, but I don't get to keep any of it. Would you wear it again? I would, would wear well, here's, it. Well, I what? love the idea of you going back to Urban Outfitters instead. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> For I would, 40 bucks, well, you could look great. Like, Tiffany Haddish did that thing where she wore the same dress. <laughs> yes, and that's things. what I loved yeah. about her doing that. And I loved, because I believe in like recycling fashion. I uh-huh. hate that. I like that I don't have to keep it because it's not another thing in my fucking closet yeah. that I have to like scoot out of the way and to find a, the same jean jacket I sure. wear every day. And it's a thing you wouldn't wear to like go to the stand. Well, this is the thing. I, it is because. Yeah. So I went into my fitting yesterday these two girls um were uh the the two my two stylists danny and emma they're like these tiny little fairies that like dress me and i always feel like i'm cinderella because i just show up disgusting and i'm just naked in front of these girls for an hour trying on things and they like don't judge they're they're so tiny and perfect and i like am a sloppy mess yesterday went in and i smelled i ran there so i was sweaty and just like my tits look sleepy like, I just, <laughs> they, like <laughs> girls know what i'm talking about like some days your tits are like on fire it's like a little cold outside they're just like in their best state and then sometimes they look like they've just been taking a nap they look hungover and like that was my tit situation yesterday so like I was, they were up all night while you were sleeping yes they were partying they had like a crazy getting haircuts night. yeah getting haircuts at the party uh they need it because sometimes you grow a nipple hair overnight like and it's, it's like where did that come from? I cannot believe nipple hairs. I don't understand them. I want someone to do a report on them because why do they grow so fast overnight? Why are they so wiry? Why do they choose one part of like it's so weird. Anyway, um I go to this fitting and I try on this dress and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is the dress." It's like cuz usually when I do uh late night appearances, I really I used to dress up a lot, and now I like to dress down because I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to walk out on stage on stilts, and I don't want my my legs showing and my boobs out. Like I just, but the thing is, I'm like, you know what? I'm a f- my whole set is about being single and being thirsty and wanting to like look hot so that I attract a man. So I'm like, I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah. And I they had this dress, and I'm obsessed with it. It is so hot, and it is so cute. And I, I put it on, like, they were like, we know you said to do pants, we, we, you like to wear pants, but we brought some dresses, and I was like, oh my god, I'm wearing this dress. And it, and it was the first thing I tried on, I was like, done, right? Then I realized my set requires me to reference the fact uh, that I'm wearing jeans. Shit. One of my jokes is um about, because I usually wear jeans, so like I wrote a joke where no, I reference yeah, jeans. I you yeah, could wear but... jeggings underneath the dress. No, it wouldn't. Well, no. Andrew, what? Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm good. Making, I would have been so mad at you if you, because that's exactly what my dad would have said in high school. We're like, Dad, you don't understand. And Andrew is that age, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The jegging age? Yeah. No, no, a dad age. age. I know, I know. I, I was eight years old when my dad was 38, so yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh man, don't get on my age. <laughs> Are you 38? Whatevs. <laughs> Whatevs. Are you trying to sound younger? All right, Banana Repub. We can't all do it. Hey, what's going on on the flip side? <laughs> it's lit over here, boys. It's lit. Everything lit. Fire. We're going to Logic on Saturday night. We're going to raise the roof, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Andrew's chaperoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We might get to go backstage, you said. Like, you know Logic. How are we going to Logic? I don't understand this. I know Logic. Your buddy is friends with I know Logic's Andrew. That's what I know. Andrew's kid went to school with him. (laughs) 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 Look. 
I'm I'm embracing my age. No, I know Logic's like day trainer. Kind of like day like so my buddy like was obsessed with Logic. He wrote he wrote him on Twitter like years ago and then he went and followed him, like went to like his concerts and then went to a concert all the way in Washington from Florida and Logic was so impressed that he flew all the way to Washington, kinda like a psycho. Yeah. To follow him. But Logic just was like I, I don't know. I like you, whatever. They kept talking through Twitter. My buddy became a nurse. And then Logic was like, I need a, someone to like take like control of like what I eat every day. Yeah. And so he hired. Wow. And it was all through Twitter. Oh, I can't and he got his management. That Logic money. Logic got them his own, his like management through yeah. Twitter. Like everything was wow. through Twitter. That's cool. Yeah. It's weird. I, I found that hiring people who are fans of you or becoming even friends of people that are just like what you do is a good way to create a like you don't want obsessive fans but people that are just like positive get you and because especially someone like logic or someone like a comedian who's just themselves at on stage like i feel like if you become obsessed with an actor you don't really know them Mm -hmm. but you feel like you really know comedians you listen to them on podcasts some of my good like best friends like started listening to me on podcasts and then i or what like i have a lot of fan friends that it's just an easy transition but anyway um we're gonna go to Logic. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, will we get to go backstage? I will. I'm gonna try to get you in. On your- <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> that's okay. Unbelievable. I'll try to get you in. You know. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. No, you're doing Fallon. I'll get you in. Okay. <laughs> if she wasn't doing Fallon, uh, would you not no, get her? No, no way. Are you kidding? You're only as good as your last game. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that last clip. This next one coming up is when we had my buddy Sean O'Brien in studio. He's someone I've known in comedy for 10 years, and uh, he knew me when I drank, which I haven't drank in seven years, and we're going to find out why. I went. I lived back home in, uh, in 2009 yeah. to 2010 before I moved to New York City for the first time. I lived at a home in St. Louis, and it was a really fun time because I got to – just hang out with St. Louis comics and rekindle all these friendships that I kind of started when I started comedy in St. Louis in 2006. So it was like three years later, I was drinking a ton. We were drinking all the time. Yeah. yeah and uh, you were bartending at yeah. the Funny Bone, so you would hook me up. Sure. And I would just get so <laughs> obliterated. But one night, I don't even know how we ended. We w- were back at my house, right. where my, which was my parents' house. Right. And my, my mom loves you. We were having a fun drinking night. Everything probably... was great. Everything was in line. We were throwing it back, but it wasn't crazy. I don't no, think... we were just hanging out on my parents' deck, talking, yeah. drinking. Yeah. And I, I drove to your house, and I had a bunch to drink. And you're like, tell you what, here's what we're going to do. You just stay over on the couch, and Boom. then go to the next day. I'm like, this is great. So now I'm doubling down, throwing more back. You're into it. And then out of nowhere, you just call this hard audible. And you're like, <laughs> hey, we should just. You should just leave. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? what? You're like, yeah, no, it's fine. Just you can just go. Like she just and I'm like, and I was like, oh man, she's just fucking with me. This is all right. But I'm like, why would she? There's no one here to fuck. Like there's no one. Who's she doing this for? And then she's like, all right, no, you you really got to go. Like you just you like just yeah. I, and then like the next thing I know, I'm just outside and like all the lights are just killed. You can't. And I'm like, I didn't have my I didn't have a phone or I either was dead or something. I'm hammered and I'm like. I fucking hate her. I hate Nikki Glaser right now. And I love Nikki Glaser. But at that moment, I was like, man, I hate her. And then my whole thing was, if I get pinched, I was like, she's paying for my DUI. I just kept saying that. You kept like, saying. She, you're paying for my DUI. I'm like talking to myself driving, but which I know you shouldn't do. But that yeah, is the it way was, I operate uh, is like, I when I want to leave something or if I want to like go to bed or do something, like I just 
everyone, like I just changed my mind and then I, usually it's called my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend coined it as the Glazer exit where it's like, I don't like to like say my goodbyes. I'm just like, I want to go and I'm going. And like all of a sudden I'm gone. It's not even an Irish exit. I say goodbye, but I'm gone. Yeah. I think with me, cause I was like still up and bouncing around and stuff. And I think you're like, I don't want to entertain him anymore. I know exactly what it was. Cause like you look back on that and I'm like, that is so uncharacteristic of me to be that rude and to send someone off to drink and drive and like to not let you just crash my parents have a big house like why can't i just yeah what it was was i was deep in like a binge eating disorder at that point and i think i was probably just reached a drunk enough because i don't remember any of this i remember you telling me this the next day and being so embarrassed that i did that to you and that was like one of those realizations i was like i can't keep acting like this like that is not the way i want to act and um but i definitely just wanted to tuck into some food in, in a gross way, and I didn't want you to see it, and I wanted you to, like, go on to your... I wanted you to go get a DUI so I could right. eat. You must have been uh, sneaky because you had all the lights off. I remember that. Oh, like, yeah, I definitely pretended to probably go to bed, bed and right. then I went back out. Burned an hour. Oh, my God. My mom used to, like, come upstairs. It was When I was living at home, I was drinking and just eating. I gained so much weight because my mom would make these meals, and then I would eat dinner, and then I would eat the rest of it. Later on, and I remember one night she came up at like four in the morning, and I was just like eating this like cold casserole, like yeah. didn't even like prepare out of the thing itself, drunk. And I just remember her being like, "Nikki, what is wrong with you?" Like it was one of those moments that was like, "Oh no, my mom's yeah. noticed that like something is deeply wrong." Uh-huh. But yeah, it was just like I just wanted to binge eat yeah. for sure. By the way, that's like the only story of anything shitty you ever done, like. Everything else has been wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I can't find another story like, oh, also this time no. that you did it. That was just that 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 time. This next clip is a fave. Uh, Doug Benson and Lisa Traeger were in studio, and we got to talking about the first lie that you are told as a child. Yeah, I always feel like whenever I give a speech at a wedding, there's like an expectation, and I always uh-huh. undersell because I don't want to try. I, it's so tough. I will never do. A and you can't like anywhere. run Ugh. them or anything. It's not like like jokes where you can Although, like go to an open mic and, and you get emotional button. too. Yeah, yes. you want to be sweet. You That's like, another yeah. thing. You it like is start a to feel like yeah. you're gonna cry, and you're like trying to concentrate on saying your uh-huh. stupid thing you want to say. Yeah. I literally <laughs> did. I bombed so bad at my best friend's <laughs> wedding um, because I and it was like my first speech as uh-huh. a comedian. Like it was my first time speaking publicly as a known comedian where I was like oh people I'm gonna really wow some people and they're excited to like hear me talk or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and I got up and I literally and I wrote this joke like right before I went on I was like oh it's gonna kill so uh my best friend Catherine who I saw this past weekend in Denver she was getting married and I told a story about the first night that we ever met was in college and I met her at a, a frat party and we just were kind of over it and we weren't and, and we like locked eyes and we like were just kind of like making fun of it together by like just looking at each other and I was like that girl's cool I went over to her I was like do you want to like go walk around town so we walked around town together and about two blocks into walking I stopped and was like I know this is weird to say but like I feel like you're the type of fr- I, I just know our kids are gonna know each other like that's how lifelong wow. of a friend you are. Like I just know it right away. And we like I, I'm, it, but I said that story and I go, um, which would be true, but I'm barren. <laughs> and it bombed so bad. Wow. Like people were just too like, real, too real, too yeah. real for it's, a that's, wedding. That's like a comic I'm wedding barren? thing. Yeah. And it like no one. She didn't even laugh. She was confused. The timing was wrong on it. Like everything was bad about the joke. Maybe no one will ever love me would be a better. Uh, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah. totally much more realistic yeah. too. Maybe you're just like, but ever since 9/11, I don't want to have kids. People are like, what the fuck? It's too bad you didn't have everybody doing punch up on that oh, uh, wedding my, speech. It really would have. Um, and I learned my lesson now. And then my the other. Now you hire gave, a team anytime you have to speak. <laughs> I, I, re- I, re- I should outsource it like I do like with roasts. Like hire my friends. Um, but I, and then my sister's wedding, I told a story about my sister being younger than me and how she always, like, it, like she was like an older sister. And one one of the parts of the speech was that she told, she was the one that had to tell me Santa Claus wasn't real, even though she was three years, or two years younger than me. Uh-huh. And, um, and I didn't realize it, but <gasps> there were children oh, at no. the service. And they found out from me that Santa wasn't real. And there were kids crying in the bathroom, like, right after my speech. And they were like, how could you do that? I'm like, you shouldn't have your kids at a wedding. Yes. Like, get your kids. Thank a- you. And they need to know somehow. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a Jew, but I really don't understand Santa and lying to your children. I it's don't so get it fucked either. up. Don't you want the attention? Like, I got you this For gift. sure. It's I don't so understand weird. it at I all. I never liked I, I was never real into Santa. Easter Bunny, but you cute. can also threaten them with Santa not giving them gifts so if they're threat. bad. So like, then you're not the bad guy. He's Got watching. It. Yeah, I believed in Santa way too long. Oh, like if you're poor, I guess. And I think it yeah. did affect my trust issues with like my parents and. <laughs> Santa threw his back out. That's why you didn't get shit, yeah. kids. <laughs> Santa's really skimping on materials this year. There's been a recession in uh, the North Pole. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's a, it's the first lie that you're told, and you really are just like, but that was that lie was so deep and detailed. You put out cookies, you wrote a note. Yeah. You like you made like f- footprints. Like yeah. it's like you're, you were good all year. Yeah. Fuck that. I, there's so many things your parents do to like uh, this elaborate lie, yeah. and you're just like, why? Yeah. The there's first a lie, lie when you're born, and they slap your ass, and you're like, that's not gonna happen my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because now it's even elevated with all these little elves. I see, like, on Instagram, parents hide these cute little oh, elves yeah, the everywhere. Elf on the and the elves are doing things all month. Yeah. It's like so much. You yeah, wake they up move early. the elves around the house and stuff. It's really creepy. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I hate it. I, I, I don't know. If I had kids, I don't know what I would do, but I think it's a, it's a bad way to start. Is yeah. lying about the existence of something. I think it's God essentially. I think as soon as your kid can is cog- like has cognitive skills, you you say you're gonna die someday. Yeah, and you're gonna have to pay taxes, and then good luck, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you, you <laughs> those, are the, those are the three things you say. And do it on Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, do elves take shelfies? <laughs> 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 or Elfies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if they're on a shelf or not. Yeah. An Elfie <laughs> shelfie. On this next clip, uh, my mom is in studio, and she is exhausted from being in New York and hanging out with me. Here's what she had to say about it. I love her. Oh, guys. Um, mom, how are you enjoying the trip so far? I'm exhausted Tom, already. Tom, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is this real? You really are exhausted? Oh, no, it was exhausting running around. What did we do last night? Let's talk about... Last what did night. we get into last night? About last night. So thirsty. <laughs> um, Ooh. My mom and sister arrived so yesterday. <laughs> Thanks to Tom Jom Johnson for that. Um, Tom Robnett. John Robnett. John Robnett. We did John it. Robnett. Wait, I got it. it right. I got it right finally. John Robnett. Uh, You've a, known it the whole time. A treasure of the serious wow. XM family. John Robnett. Um, mom, 
what did you get into yesterday? You arrived yesterday. Well, we, you know, woke up early to get on a flight. Yeah. And flew here. Oh, no. Dear. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, for Christ's sake. We flew here. We had to fly here. Would you fly? Yeah. Uh, we flew that Delta plane. Oh, nice! You, flew, <laughs> you know that she Delta plane? Oh, that one that goes to New the York. The one City. Delta that plane. That one that goes that little one that you know we you hop on and yeah, you're yeah. crammed in there. But it was actually a quick flight. It yeah. wasn't bad. Okay, hour and forty minutes. Ooh. And then what? And then we came back to we got to your uh, oh we met up with you for lunch. Yeah. Exhausting. <laughs> just, just for company. Honestly, I paid for the lunch, and I realized that um, I just pay. For, I pay Exhausting. for lunches so people let me talk in like railroad conversation. Right. And I go, that's what I'm paying. They all go, thank you for lunch, and I go, no, that means you just have to listen to me tell you about this guy who it's hurt me. Cheaper there. And you ordered yeah. for me. You yeah, ordered I for ordered me. for everyone. What'd you, what'd you, what kind of food, Thai? Uh, no, no, no. We went to the um, Empire Diner on 10th Avenue in Chelsea. It's like this really Exhausting. fancy. Fancy diner. Nice. I know. Expensive. So oh, my God. Funny. Oh, dear. Oh, for God's sake. For that kale salad. For that kale salad. For, I was like, how, how much oh, was man. that salad? And th- that actually is a cheap salad. Really? For, uh, is that what you got? Yeah. yeah. Well, we all did. Nikki ordered for us. Yeah. Everybody's going to have kale salads. Because I just know what <laughs> you you're going to like. And I did. I loved you it. You loved it. I loved it. And then what did we do last night? And then what did we do? Then uh, we uh, went out. I had dinner with my brother-in-law from California with Lauren. Just kidding. I know. I know. Sideboard. Subtle. I skipped that God. dinner. I know. You Luckily, you <laughs> If it's didn't. not about Nikki for five God I know. I'm like, was I there? Let's yeah, skip it. Tom, tell her. Tell her. Anyway, and then we went to, uh, we went to your, oh, oh, then you were doing, trying on some of your clothes, so we did the fitting. We did fitting a fitting before yeah. that. Yeah, we did, we did a fitting. Oh, oh, wait. We didn't talk about when we um, all took pictures on a ladder. So I have a ladder oh, yeah. in my apartment. We did a photo session on the ladder. It's so funny. We'll we'll po- I'll send them to Noah and we'll post them on oh, our. Oh, you haven't posted them anywhere. No, they are. We well, we, I smoked a little pot. My mom did too. My sister what? just was watching us, Whoa. judging. And uh, no, she wasn't judging, but she, we we got a little high and it was so funny. My sister didn't, but we did, and we like got on this ladder and we're do we were my mom and I were laughing so hard. I was like for the first time in forever, like I was. Laffy high, like uh-huh. I just smoke weed all the time now, so I don't get that like stoner high. But we were, <laughs> but my mom was so that way that I was like, it was rubbing off on me. That's so uh-huh. cute. That's the best. It was cute. So and then my fun. sister so just cute. was like almost behaving as a high person because she was with high people. Uh-huh. And you got on some tangent where you were laughing so hard, and I couldn't process. My sister was like. <laughs> Think about all. The, I was like, you're not even high, and you're talking like a high person. She was like, think about because I was talking about my apartment and how like I was like, so many people have lived in this shitty apartment. My mom was like pointing out things like someone tried to do something there, and it was like <laughs> someone tried to well, like. What can we do to fix it up? That's what I was just really such trying a, to think. a bummer of a place. We can and fix it up. My sister was just like, she goes, wait a second, like. There have been so many times where someone has said, like, uh, the dog, I was like, oh, I think the dog ate that. I said that, and she goes, I bet a lot of times, like, think of how many times someone said, I bet the dog ate that in this apartment. And she couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) And I was like, what does that even mean? And she was like, through time, people have probably blamed the dog on eating things. And I'm like, 
How are you high? <laughs> when you at, like it was yeah. just it was so it was a contact high. It was just oh, like from it's it. a contact. And no, no, no. you're around people who yeah. Are when you're you around can, yeah. people, it's true. If I'm around drunk people, I start behaving drunk. If yeah. I'm around like if I'm around um, boring people, yeah. I leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> gotta go, guys. Oh <laughs> damn! Got his ass. Oh, bye, Nikki. Sound, sound, sound effects. Whoop. Foley artist God his ass Us edition uh, What'd you say? I said God his ass Us edition <laughs> Us, us you edition got, uh, You got our asses Us edition I, I really really liked it Um what else did we do? And then we went, did... we went to the sex club. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we what? had... Well, well we... it was... Supposedly. So we went to um, we went to the Village Underground, which is the Comedy Cellar's room around the corner. I did yeah. my set, and then we went to... I had this other set at this, like, like cool club. Like the, It's called the Norwood. Uh-huh. I had no idea what it was. It was so funny because this girl booked me on it. Uh, Kim Cogden. Mm-hmm. Cogden? Yeah, yeah, that's her name. Condon. She, uh, Condon. She, uh, Condom. Kim, Kim yeah. condom, and she, she would appreciate that. She's really yeah. funny and cool. But yeah. she, um, she She's booked cute. me on this, and she was like, "Do you ever like get booked on a show and you go and there's no information? There's just the name of it, and you go, oh, it would probably be obvious what this place is when I get to it because there's yeah. no information to be like it's the building that." She just sent the name. It's not labeled. It is. It is literally like a hidden room. Yeah. And I, and then I called her. And I go, "Where is this place?" And she's like, "Oh, it's right next to that." And I go. Do you think I, I couldn't? I couldn't let it alone. I go, I go, Kim. Wh- how would I ever, yeah. ever find this place? You're acting like this was is like has a, a neon sign. Uh-huh. And so I scolded her a little bit and felt bad about that. But I'm like, you need if you book comedians on this, you need to be more explicit about yeah. where the the place is. I just uh-huh. want people to b- have information. And so then we go inside, and I gotta like go on stage quickly and like get out to go to my next set because like. I thought she knew I was like running my Fallon set and in and out. Uh-huh. And I get there and I'm like, there's a comic on stage and I think, oh, obviously I'm up next. And then the comic leaves stage and then they bring up someone else to go up 15 minutes in front uh-huh. of me. And I'm like, Kim, what are we doing? I was just like, but it was actually kind of fun because we went up in this weird, like, um, it's it, it's obviously, it's like a Soho house. Do you know what Soho house is? Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's you get a membership to it and it's like a swanky place oh, with a bunch yeah. of rooms where like hot, Rich people can hang out, a lot like of, uh, mingle. Velvet drapes. Yeah, this place was definitely <laughs> like is a sex club on the Damn. on some weekends. It probably for sure. isn't. Nikki you could get in trouble. No, no, no. no sex clubs sex are legal. Yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Welcome to New York. Them. Oh yeah, my God. It's devil City. Ooh, Simon Amstel was in studio with us this week and told us about finding his voice via a mushroom trip. This was wild. So crazy. It was awesome. What are you doing on your nights off? That's my question. What am I doing on my nights off? Like, what do you, like, I usually on my nights off find another way to do comedy somewhere. And oh. that's not good. No, no. You should, well, I do, know you, I should do you have a lover? Um, <laughs> I know. I wish I don't have a lover. Oh, that is what I'm your... looking for okay. so bad right now. I'm thirsty <laughs> as fuck. Well, I'm is... literally going on Jimmy Fallon tonight and just talking about how thirsty I am, hoping that people slide into my DMs and offer me... Well, they probably will, won't they? It's never the people you want, Simon. <laughs> it's never the people you want. Right. Well, who do you want? What's your type? Um, that's so nice <laughs> of you to ask. Um, <laughs> I want um, someone who's funny, someone who's not intimidated by me, someone who isn't trying to like isn't interested in doing comedy in any way, or 
I'm interested in someone who does comedy. Uh, you, I feel like it's they, mostly people who do comedy. I'm interested in comedians. I've gone through all of them, Simon. Right, all of them. Like all the ones I want, I've either attempted or had. Great, good for you. Yeah, I've been at this a while. I mean, we both started really young. Yeah. I mean, you started how young? I was 13. 13 wow. when you started doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. And I know you've probably answered this a million times. How does one at 13 decide to start and begin that kind of... And what do you talk about? Yeah. At thirteen. Well, you um you you well, you don't really know who you are yet, so mm -hmm. you end up doing jokes like <laughs> I ended up doing a joke that was something like, What about I mean I'm twelve or thirteen, bear this <laughs> I said, What about all these green people, these environmentalists who'd 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 rather recycle their toilet paper than actually use it. That was my first joke. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thank you very much. I don't know I what, like that. I don't I know what like the problem this back. kid had with environmentalists and people trying to save the planet. You but. know, it's it, I started at like 18, but I feel a, a similar way as where I was 18. I was like, I don't have anything to write about because I haven't yeah. done yeah. anything. I hadn't yeah. had sex. I, and then now that's all I talk about on stage. So I really had nothing to pull from. Uh -huh. Who were your influences at 13 where you were like, I want to... Because were you trying to be someone at 13, like mimic someone? I feel like that's how we all start. Yeah, eventually it was Eddie Izzard. I spoke yes. in Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Izzard's voice for about two years. Yes. And uh, and then I really liked um, Stuart Lee. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. So I really liked him for a while. And then eventually I just discovered that, I, I think, you know what happened? I took magic mushrooms and had a gig later that evening. And I thought they had worn off, but they had not. And I was suddenly free of any kind of seriousness or importance about this stand-up comedy that I was doing, and I was funny, and I was—I'd found—I'd found some voice. Wait, you had a trip and came out of that trip having found your voice. Yeah, I think so. Wow, it Whoa. was just a Simon, giggly voice. This is what trip. I'm talking about. This is I, this is the kind of thing I want in my life, and this is what Mark Maron. I just ran into him in the hallway, and I um slept I told him, him that no. yeah, <laughs> I just ran into him and slept with him very quickly. <laughs> <in the hallway. laughs> um, we just took a nap together. We, we just needed it, you know. Yeah. We so much interviewing. Um, wow, I shit my pants. And so. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> Pow! I just came in my pants. Lock the gates! <laughs> um, so, uh, no, he told me to ask you about ayahuasca, which I am very fascinated in taking that journey because I hear that you, like your experience on mushrooms, you come out the other side of it having some epiphany of life. Have you done ayahuasca? Yes, but I don't... Um, I, it's such a sacred... Um, experience it's a, you know it's a real ceremony it's not like a fun trip with some friends mm. in a basement and if anyone says do you want to come and take ayahuasca in a basement don't do that you have okay. to be in peru with a shaman who's right. been working with the medicine for you know decades well there, there's ones that you can do in brooklyn that are kind of they recreate you wouldn't do don't, that don't, even don't, if there's oh a God. shaman there's not a shaman in Brooklyn. Really? He's not a shaman. That's okay. just how he dresses. Some guy named Sean. He's just got some <laughs> Seanman. Sean. Yeah, I mean. Sean, man. It's Sean, man. <laughs> I was told it's best to be uh, in the setting where the plant has been grown. Okay. And, you know, it's a serious thing. It's not like something to mess around with. It's not It's not fun. You throw up. You yeah. see all kinds of things that are, you know, the, all the fears in your head manifest as something else. And you really have to know that you are safe in a place where people are taking care of you and um but if it, if you feel it calling to you that's what they said when i got there they said uh you know it, you're here probably because you felt it calling to you and i thought oh my god I, I kept hearing the word ayahuasca i kept hearing it and uh 
I bought into that, and then my boyfriend said, I keep hearing the word skiing. I believe in um, ayahuasca and DMT and all of these drugs that... Uh, the, medicines, the, medicines. Medicines, sorry, medicines that mm. have been proven to have such profound effects on people that suffer from different mental illnesses but also PTSD like yep. they one trip has been proven to have the same kind of uh effect that years of therapy yeah. can have for someone with PTSD yeah and so how did you entering and then leaving what kind of person were you after this trip I entered with what my therapist of two years called classic depression and I exited, this is difficult to say because people with depression don't like it, but I exited, let's say, having got to the root of that depression. Wow. Feeling strong and reset. That is what I'm going to do at the end of August when I take my vacation is go to Peru and do ayahuasca. I just decided it. Because I suffer with depression. Right. It's something I'm always trying to keep at bay, and I keep it at bay with transcendental meditation. Mm. But... There's I, there's something that I want to see the root of it. I know that there is a root there, and I want to get at it, and I want to know. I don't know what that means once I see the root. I guess you just at well, least don't go with that expectation either. Is my other advice. Okay, I just want to go puke in Peru. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> And we're rounding out this week's podcast with Melissa Villasenor, SNL cast member. I asked her about how she found out she got SNL, which is always my favorite question to ask people who get the dream job of comedy. You've done so much before SNL, and then SNL happened. And I'm guessing SNL was always the goal. Always the goal. I mean, so... How did you, when did you find out you got SNL? I think I've asked you this before, but I think it's a, I think it might be a good story. Yeah, yeah no, I was. <laughs> I, I remember some, uh, it might have been, yeah. Anyway, tell me how you found out, because that's always the moment I want to hear is like. Have people, other casts shared with you the Yeah, stories? I always, okay. that's my first question to anyone on no, SNL, is like, how no, did you find out? It's great. I, um, it, uh, I was flying back from meetings here. Yes. And, uh. I get to LAX, and I remember just feeling like it's not going to... I was just feeling it. I had a back spasm the day before. Like, when I stressed... That was a time of my body started, like, changing. Like, stress was taking place, and, like, wow. I couldn't really walk. Yep. And <laughs> Anyway, and, and uh, I see this number, 212 area code. I was like, oh, fuck. I got... The, I know I'm getting the show. And, you know, it was Lauren saying, we'd love to have you on the cast. Oh, oh it was him wow. calling? Yeah. I mean, it was his assistant, and then he got on, yeah. yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I, I didn't like, know that you Ooh. find out from Lauren. Like, yeah. I, it himself. was so beautiful. Oh. And my brother picked, Where were you? Like, what were you? Because I've, whenever I've gotten I, I was, those calls I was in my life, I've, I'm, like, LAX, looking like, at the ground. or Like, I can always remember what I'm looking at or, like, what I'm doing I, in that moment. I was just in the terminal looking around, and, and I, I was, like... I could. I was out of breath, and then my brother picked me up, and uh, and we we were driving in his jeep, and he was crying. And uh, oh man, that makes me so mad. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it was really about him that day. <laughs> oh, your brother was crying. He was crying, and it, oh, it's just like all of us. I feel like my siblings. I'm really close to, and they're my best buds, and, and they've just been on the journey. Oh man, yeah. I'm getting, he's, they've oh, been that's so, sweet. so emotional. They've been with me on it, and and. Um, but getting that yeah. call so is wonderful. like that is that's the call that every comedian wants to get at some point, and that and the audition process is so 
difficult and it's stressful. I mean, to say that you're, but you started like you couldn't walk and your back and like, that's how, that's how stress manifests itself. Uh, man, it, it real. People, whenever they're like, my back is out. I'm like, what's going on in your life right now? Because it's not because you lifted a box. It's something's going on. And then yeah. when you got that call, did your, did, were you able to walk? Oh yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> We got pizza. This is funny a, too. We I have a pizza. grandma that Lauren needs to call. Meet <laughs> 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 her up walking around. Hilarious. <laughs> so you got so you got pizza. What, I just want to share that we had pizza. Like you know, people thought I partied or something, but no, I just had pizza and a beer and watched Dunstan checks in. And nice. That's a good party. Oh, that's amazing. That's uh, amazing. Dunstan. You've never seen Dunstan checks in like you see it after you get into <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. I hope it has encouraged you to consider a Sirius XM subscription because you can hear our show live every day, 10 to 12 noon Eastern time zone on Sirius XM channel 95 Comedy Central Radio. Seriously, look into it, guys. A subscription is not as much as you think, and um, there's so much more show to enjoy than what you just heard. But I hope you liked it, and I enjoyed uh, you listening to it. It's time to get serious. I love that, Tom. I love you. Love you. Tom Takar, everyone. Ian Fidance. Hey, I love y'all, too. Seriously, I mean it. How's your butthole? How's your butthole? This has been a Comedy Central podcast.